All right, welcome back to the True Blue Sports Show. I am your host, Jaden Ginswire. Joining me as always, my co-host, Xander Wiley. All right, we are going to kick it off, as always, with some CHS sports. Basketball came back, of course. Uh, the boys took a loss, 57-50 uh, to 50 to Coffeeville. The girls won 60-44, to 44, so we'll get to some stats here. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, let's just go ahead. Uh, we'll save the girls for last because that's, I feel like we're going to talk about that a bit more. Uh, the boys, uh, Cam Kessler just continuing his role, 23 points. Uh, he also had three rebounds. A great night from Garrett Allman, just all round. 12 points, six rebounds, five assists, and two steals. Insane. And Aaron Robertson with an 8.7 rebound game. So just two blocks. Also. He had two blocks. Yep. So just good, good scoring. I really like what we saw from this team. Also, not a lot of three-point shooting. We always give them this knock of like, oh, they shoot a bunch of threes. They probably shot like five threes. I know. The whole it was game. Like, crazy. It was a lot of mid-range. It was a lot of cutting the basket. I think the big thing about that though, Coffeeville had a lot of long perimeter oh. defenders, like like really good perimeter defenders oh, yeah. on that team. So th- I think that might be that might have been part of the game plan is to try to attack the paint. Um, one of those good defenders was uh, Tariq Logan. Oh, uh, he scored nineteen points, nine rebounds. So he was about a double double with two assists and a steal. And then also, it felt uh, like he honestly did more yeah. than what the stats. Vietz, I liked Vietz. I like. I think oh, he's yeah. pretty good. Uh, he also had 15 points, two rebounds, and assists, and two steals. He was kind of playing point guard for them most of the time. Mm-hmm. It was like him and Logan kind of switching off the. He's such a, like a scrappy little point guard. You know what I mean? It reminds yeah. me of like. I can't really. I haven't been able to like put a comparison to it. He's just scrappy. Just like a scrappy 80s point guard. He's <laughs> just like not afraid to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Fun to watch. I think he'll. I mean, I think he's a pretty good player. So I think the best part of this game is how they just completely gotten ahead of Carter Coops. Oh yeah, they no, shut him down. Which like that's going to happen, especially with a freshman player playing such a big varsity minutes. He's mm-hmm. not going to be able to show up all the time. I mean, it's it's like having a rookie star. Yeah, almost. you know what I mean. It's like that. It's like so. <laughs> really, we can't. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find the roster here, but. Uh, so it, this will happen, but what's great is that he's already this good that it's it's important to talk about him having a bad night. Yeah. And we still have three more years of him, so that will be pretty pretty great. Um, Vitz is a junior, so they have him for one more year. Logan is a senior, so he'll be gone after this year. We will see, see this team again. Uh, they're, they are coming for the Ralph Miller mm-hmm. here in a couple weeks, so which we'll have full coverage on that the Monday after. So. Um, and then we'll probably have coverage of it on the commentonline.com as yeah. it happens. So you can keep up to date with that. Uh, the girls, we got to talk about it. The big thing here, Corey Babcock, 29 points, 12 rebounds, 11 steals. That's a triple-double. Also steals. getting four assists, which probably she could have had roughly seven or eight assists if players were making the shots they made. Like It was a bad night. Jason Catron probably shot like three for ten from un- right under the basket. It was mm-hmm. just an off night. Uh the only other double-digit scorer on the whole team was uh, Tyra Bogle with 12 points. She also had six rebounds, two assists, and three steals. So, But we also, Katrin may have had a rough shooting night, but eight rebounds and four blocks. She had more blocks than the other team had steals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And then we also had 18 steals as a team. And the problem with this was um, Kavi was just taking these long, risky passes, and we would just pick yeah. them off. Yeah. Like, it was, I don't know why they kept doing it. Well, like, well they were doing a full-court press, right? And, and Kavi was trying to break... The press 
but they didn't have someone in the middle, so they'd have to chuck it. But then even when they'd get to the half court, they'd be like, yeah. there'd be somebody on like the left wing, and they'd just chuck it they, across to the right corner. They passes like this. Yeah, like that's not, that shouldn't be happening. Another big problem was um, their, like, uh, Strickland, their obviously best defender, because who, she's who was immediately on Corey. Corey mm-hmm. got her in foul trouble fast. Oh, yeah. It was like a minute and a half into the game, and she had to leave because she had two fouls already. Yeah. Like, Corey kept her in foul trouble, and she didn't even score the whole game. So, But the, the big score from Coffeyville was Peck with 21 points and 10 rebounds with a steal. So, mm-hmm. there is that. Um, she, she was like clean with the mid-range, by the way. Yeah. Like everything she took was just so clean. Yeah, I mean, Corey was hitting a lot of mid-range, too. Like it was true. A, it was a weird 80s I think night. Corey <laughs> made, like, she made, like, three threes. Three like threes, different. I think. But, like, it was a weird night last night because not a lot of threes were going in. No. And, it, like I said, it felt like... I remember during the... Um, during the watch along series, we watched an '89 Pistons game. It oh kind of reminded me of that. It kind of <laughs> reminded me of the '89 Pistons Literally game. Literally, no threes. Just like no three. I think like there was like one three that like Isaiah Thomas took when their shot clock was almost yeah. down. And that was the only time he took a three. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what it was. Uh, it was a, a fun night of action. Um, unfortunately, the boys couldn't pull out the win. Uh, the game was. I think the game was a little bit closer than seven points. Oh, it, I think that they. Well, it was. It was the free to, throws. It was down to two points right? at one point in the fourth quarter, and then the free throws ended up just. They hit their free throws. Yeah, it, it ended up hurting. <laughs> so, all right, let's move on to another a big weekend. NFL, NFL, NFL super wild card weekend as they did kept you, calling it. Did you watch the Nickelodeon broadcast? We'll get to that. Yeah, that is my I favorite part of it. I'm, I, I could never get my mom to watch football like uh, with me, just any other games, and uh, she wanted to watch the Nickelodeon game. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird, it's, it's a great event in weird history. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think they should do it for the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, first, we have the Bills-Colts. The Bills won 27-24 in a close contest. Um, Josh Allen, 324 yards, two touchdowns, just doing Josh Allen things. Philip Rivers, 309 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Rivers hit Jack Doyle and Zach Pascal for those. And uh, Stephon Diggs and Dawson Knox caught Allens. Mm-hmm. Also, we saw Jonathan Taylor, 78 rushing yards and a touchdown. And Josh Allen had a rushing touchdown of his own. So uh, I think Josh Allen really carried this game. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of it, but I got to watch about the first half. And I was really liking what I was seeing from Josh Allen. First time the Bills won a playoff game since 1995. So. Well, speaking of playoff breaks, are we going to go yes. from this game to. Well, we'll get that one last. I'm just doing that chronological that. Okay. order. Chronological. This was the first game on Saturday. And then we'll get to the Rams and Seahawks, which was. Ooh, it was one heck of a game. The Rams just. just Jared Goff them. had to come in. So. Jared Goff wasn't going to play because of his broken thumb. Mm-hmm. It, it surgery twelve days before the the game. Uh, John Wolford was started. He went three for six, twenty nine yards, and then got hurt. And so Jared Goff had to come in with a broken thumb. He gets one hundred fifty five yards, a touchdown to uh, Robert Woods, and most importantly, a ten point win over the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson, not a great night. Eleven for twenty seven. So. Yeah. Well under 50%. Uh, it's like 174 30, right? yards, 35? yeah, something like that. Two two touchdowns, an interception, 
Um, he did hit DK Metcalf for both those touchdowns. DK he Metcalf should have had. Uh, DK Metcalf averaged almost 20 yards a catch. He was five from catches Jaylen, for 96 yards. Jalen Ramsey uh, made him uh, daddy. Yeah. So they yeah. Don't call him daddy. So. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. The interception was Darius Williams for the Rams. That's what it was. So yeah, I didn't watch any of this. There was a couple passes where it should have been an interception, but the Rams don't have oh, people who can it catch. Is playing. Yeah. And so, um, what are you looking at? Okay, oh, I was trying Making to sure fix it. Anyway, so like there was this one Russell Wilson tried to do a no look pass and he just aired out the ball and it was in the Rams corner's hands and he uh-huh. dropped it. See, the same thing happened with the Bears, except for it was Mitchell Trubisky to their own wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, and then the big game of the night. Also, this was the first time in NFL history that two different players were making their first start in the playoffs. <laughs> Taylor Heineke and yep. John Wolford. Heineke, 306 yards, a touchdown interception. Looked pretty good from everything I've seen. Uh, I didn't really get to watch this game either. Oh, um, XFL player, by the way? Yeah, he was at St. Louis. He was, the, our, he was our quarterback. He was our, so your quarterback. No, my quarterback. He was my quarterback. <laughs> he also... I knew I recognized... I knew I recognized... He also had a rushing touchdown. I knew I recognized the day from somewhere when it was brought up, but I couldn't remember where. And then I saw him in the XFL uniform, and I was like, yeah, that's the guy! That's the guy. He had a rushing touchdown, and it was yeah. the most insane rushing touchdown ever. I think that beats uh, the rushing touchdown Lamar had. Uh-huh. Yesterday, but even though Lamar ran for like 50 yards on that yeah. touchdown, this one was just so like insane because he scrambled out of the pocket and he just reached out and oh, got nice. it. Nice. Oh. So Brady had 381 yards and two touchdowns, doing Brady things to win another game. Yeah. But Brady has now officially beaten 17 different NFL franchises in the playoffs. No other quarterback in the playoffs has 17 wins. Let alone against different franchises. 17 different teams. Yeah, <laughs> so tell me he's not the greatest quarterback yeah, of all time. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, let's move on to Sunday's action, which kicked off with, like you said, Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really, like, oh. underwhelming game. No, no. no the 20 to 13. Did you watch this? No, I was just expecting tensions a higher score were high. this game. Tensions oh, yeah. were high. No, I know tensions were high. I've seen this stuff. Like, this was this is a huge rivalry. It was low scoring because of just how intense everything The Ravens-Titans is the yeah. most intense, like... Hatred. Them. But, like, no, but, like, under the, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's under the radar rivalry. Like, nobody think when you think great football rivalries, you think of, like, Packers, Bears. I think this is the next big thing. Yeah, but, like, this... This is this is bad. Pretty, this is a pretty great robbery. They uh, so. got in a fight before the game. They were stomping yeah. on their logo. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> well, you know, if, if, like I don't know, like 15 years ago or something, uh, the Titans did that at the Ravens' place. Like back when Ray Lewis was playing. Yeah, and that you don't do that. <laughs> Ray, Ray Lewis will kill you. He killed a guy. <laughs> he did kill a guy. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Uh, Lamar Jackson. 179 passing yards, an interception. Didn't have a touchdown, but he had 136 rushing yards with a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Of course, that big long one. Yeah. Um, it was really impressive, Ron. Ryan Tannehill, 165 yards, a touchdown interception. I thought Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry. This is why. This is why the Titans lost, though. Derrick yeah. Henry held to 40 yards. Wait, did you see he's the first running back to ever rush for 2,000 yards without a Pro Bowl offensive lineman? Yeah, that's what I've been saying all week, and no one says anything about it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's, that never should How happen. How does that happen? So, 
Can you imagine if they had a good offensive line? <laughs> I mean, they have a good one. Can you imagine it's if they have a great, great offensive line? Imagine if you play, played for the Chiefs. Yeah, or if he played for the Cowboys like seven years ago. Like, that would be, <laughs> be good. When our offensive line was at like its peak. <laughs> like when uh, DeMarco Murray had that ridiculous season and he left to Philadelphia and fell off the place, face of the planet. Because it it's not like the running back doesn't matter as much as your offensive line. line yeah, no. Uh, offensive line There's like a make statistic about back. this. Yeah. Uh, Marquise Brown, your boy Hollywood, mm-hmm. 109 yards receiving. He's good. So he's, good. he's really good. AJ Brown, another great wide receiver, 83 yards he receiving. Brian Tannehill threw the nice yeah, pass ever to AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. It was so. Yep. So the Ravens moving on. Uh, we also have the Chicago New Orleans game. This yeah, was this is the Nickelodeon. Oh, I love this. I game. watched the first ten minutes off the clock. Once that first touchdown was scored, I dipped because I couldn't stand the commentary. But I got, I wanted to see a touchdown get scored and see the like slime cannons in the end zone. <laughs> no, the commentary was terrible. It was so bad. But the graphics were great. If, yeah, if I could have just got the regular CBS commentary with all their graphics and stuff, yeah, it would have been amazing. And they they weren't wearing suits either, which kind of threw me off. A little yeah, bit. I didn't like that. Uh, Trubisky, the MVP, <laughs> the Nickelodeon valuable player. They have barstool shirts about this already. Yeah, the Nick VP. The the Nick the Nick valuable Nickelodeon valuable player, 199 yards and a touchdown in a loss. They scored nine points. <laughs> Why did he get the Nickelodeon <laughs> VP? Should have been Drew Brees. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm angry about Trubisky. this. The people voted. Who? The people on Twitter. Did you just Did you just ask Trubisky's like five closest friends? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I think you just vote for it on Twitter, and then this is this is egregious. This is why you Imagine never let how the mad you would have been. You just lost the playoff game, and you get this stupid Nickelodeon trophy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, oh, you get slimed. Hey, Saints, lost. though, undefeated on Nickelodeon. They are the Nickelodeon kings. <laughs> also, somebody dropped an F-bomb really loud on Nickelodeon. <laughs> so there was that. <laughs> I love that. There was, the of, first there was a lot of there was a lot of fighting, so yeah. that I got everything I wanted out of a game to be on Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, also, uh, SpongeBob was in the goal. Yeah, was in the goal post. <laughs> Uh, Trubisky had 199 yards and a touchdown, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> um, Breeze had 265 yards and two touchdowns. Ooh. While he completed almost as many passes as Trubisky threw. <laughs> 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 so, to, to be fair, though, Trubisky's wide receivers couldn't catch a ball at the same Yes, five, that so guy. Well, which one was it? Oh, I can't remember who it, it was. was. It, it was on a platter for him. I think it was Wims. Also, I think it, was it wasn't Javon even Wims. nine points. Jimmy Graham got a garbage time uh, touchdown. That, yeah. I think it was the nicest grab I've ever seen by Jimmy uh, Graham. I think it was Javon Wims was in the end zone for just an easy. They did ran this little trick play where he like threw a screen pass, and then the guy who caught the screen pass tossed it back to him, and then is he that thr- a flea he, he launched it. I don't know if that's necessarily a flea flicker or a flea variation. Flea front it's at least a variation on a flea flicker. Yeah, variation. Right? Okay. And then he launches it like 40, 40 50 yards downfield goes right through his wide receiver's hands in the end zone. The oh, worst non-touchdown. Like, this the worst, like, should have been a touchdown catch that I've ever seen. It just went right through his hands. Yeah, look at this uh, right here. This Jimmy Graham touchdown. He snagged it. Oh, he just snagged it up with one hand and then he walked out of the stadium. Fell into the end zone and walked out of the stadium. Yep. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, nothing else really happened. Alvin Kamara, 99 yards and a touchdown. But yeah, it was the the great part about this was that it was on Nick. Oh now yeah. let's talk about this the the most important. I think this was the most interesting game going into it, especially 
Uh, big rivalry, Browns Steelers. Corvette, you know, um, will the Browns break their streak? Kevin Stefanski being gone because of all their COVID cases. Baker Mayfield comes out, 263 yards, three touchdowns. Um, ben Roethlisberger, 500 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions. I wonder. All right, here, let me pull up Stathead. Because here you talk about this for a bit. The mm-hmm. Steelers-Browns game. What oh. do you think? So the crazy thing about this was just how clowned on the Steelers have been recently. Because Juju said before the game, the Browns are the Browns still. doesn't matter what their record mm-hmm. is, right? Then he gets literally browned on by the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the so the Steelers in the locker room after were playing that song that Juju was dancing to yeah. the whole season on people's logos. Mm-hmm. And they were all freaking out in the locker room. The greatest thing yeah. ever. Also, uh, what's his face? Uh, Juju, right? <laughs> after the yeah. game, he said that he didn't regret anything he said. <laughs> and that he meant it. Wow. Even though he just got completely wiped by the Browns. Yeah. Also, crazy stat. I don't know if you know this or not. The Steelers were 11-0, and right? Then in the last six games, they went 1-5. 1-5? And, five. One and, five. and then they lost in the playoffs to the Browns. That is ridiculous. So it's not how you start, Jaden. It's how you finish. Yep. Okay. I think I have it. Have this it. will tell us players to have thrown 500 yards in a playoff game and lost. The only other time it happened was in the Super Bowl in 2018 when the Eagles beat Brady. Brady threw 500 yards. So Ben Roethlisberger is the <coughs> only player to lose a playoff game while throwing 500 <laughs> yards and it not be in the Super Bowl. That's pretty unfortunate. I, I don't feel bad for him, though. He threw four interceptions. Yeah, and also Brady didn't throw any interceptions in that game, so it's much better. <laughs> So, I, that's they, ridiculous. They, they, he that's only threw 500 yards because they were down 28 in the first quarter, <laughs> and so and they just had to start throw throwing. the entire game. I mean, he had 68 attempts. I mean, I wonder. Oh, I, I love this website, by the way. I, just, I love Stathead. Um, I, I, anytime. I wonder anytime has anybody. When was. How often has anybody ever had 68 passes attempted? Pass attempts over 68. Anytime. Sure. That's only ever happened four times in NFL history, let alone the playoffs. Oh, my gosh. One was Jared Goff in a game against Tampa Bay in 2019. He had 68. George Blanda in 1964. And then Vinny Testaverde in 2000. And Vintess Verdi has the most attempts in a game ever with 69. So. And weirdly, only Jared Goff and Ben Roethlisberger threw for 500 yards in that. This That's is a lot of fun stats. How do you stats and, passes and not get 500 at some point? Yeah, I know. One of them was in the 300s. So, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about uh, our NFL award picks. So, here, let me pull up my stats for it. So, we went through. Uh, I think we'll go in the opposite order of how they are on the sheet. So, we'll get to MVP last. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think it starts with ground player of the year, which is given every year. Or no, moment of the year. Sorry, we're starting with moment of the year. My moment of the year is the Hail Murray. Mm-hmm. I think it was crazy catch. I think it's what we'll be talking about from this season 
for a while. So the moment we'll talk about. And then yours was Derek Henry stiff arm. The attempted the murder. <laughs> crap out of Josh Norman. The attempted murder of Josh Norman. <laughs> you know what's bad when you get memed on, right? He's just lucky that like a little bit after that, that's when the Nate Robinson memes started coming around because mm-hmm. it's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. But he was literally picked up by the man and thrown. Okay, yeah. And speaking of Derrick Henry, he's both of our ground player of the year, which goes yeah. to the best running back. Uh, I have a stats here. Uh, led the league in rushing yards and touchdowns with 2,027 and 17 touchdowns, right? And then, so 2,027 is the yards. Uh, he had 98 first downs, 5.4 yards per attempt, an approximate value of 17. So that's a pretty high AV. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good. That's great. Uh, Air play of the year. I decided to, I have a couple other awards going to quarterbacks. This could go to quarterbacks, wide receivers, or tight ends. Just anybody involved in the pass game. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to give it to a, a wide receiver, and I decided the best wide receiver. It was so close between Travis Kelsey and the guy I ended up picking, which was Devontae Adams. Yeah. So uh, 18 touchdowns, 1,374 yards. 77.2 catch percentage and 9.22 yards per target. And then a, an AV of 15, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yours? Uh, I got Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs absolutely flipped the Bills' offense around, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think they needed that one guy because that's what they always uh-huh. lacked. They didn't have that one guy. And then you give Josh Allen that one guy being Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. You get 1,550 yards and eight touchdowns. And yep. it's insane. So, uh, Devontae Adams also led in receiving touchdowns with 18 and yards per game with 98.1. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then my uh, defensive rookie of the year goes to Chase Young. Yeah. Uh, it's the same for you. Uh, he had four passes defended, four forced fumbles, three fumbles recovered, seven and a half sacks, 44 combined tackles, 10 tackles for last, 12 QB hits, and AB of 13, which is ridiculous for a defensive player. Mm-hmm. So that's where Chase Young is. Um, and then Offensive Rookie of the Year, we both Justin threw Justin Jefferson. I mean, it was a throw. It was It's between it was the Justins. Up. It's yeah. a toss-up between the Justins. I, just based on in reference to other players in the league, Justin Jefferson had a more impressive oh, season. Yeah. Like he had a better wide receiver season he than broke Herbert Randy Moss's record. Yeah, so for was it was a Vikings receiving rookie receiving yards or just yeah. overall league rookie receiving yards? Uh, just the Vikings. Just the Vikings. The Vikings team. But I mean, still, it's Randy Moss. Yeah, it's and he had 88 receptions, 1400 yards, 11.2 yards per target, seven Which is touchdowns. almost the same amount of yards that Stephon Diggs had. Yeah, 500. So he's just 100 off. So. Yeah, and then uh, reception percentage 70.4 percent of the time he was targeted, he caught it. 58 first downs, AB of 12, which is really good. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then defensive player of the year, I think we both have TJ right. Watt. It's, it's TJ. You can't tell me it's not. He TJ. had a, an interception this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Seven passes defended, two forced fumbles, uh, 15 <laughs> sacks <laughs> led the league, 53 combined tackles, 23 tackles for loss led the league, 41 QB hits, and 13 mm-hmm. AB. So that means roughly. Every game, he hit the QB about, like, three times. <laughs> if he would have had seven more, on average, he would have hit the QB three times every game. That's insane. Offensive player of the year. Uh, just to differentiate from my MVP, I went Mahomes, mm-hmm. which I think may tip off who my MVP is. But uh, I think I went Mahomes here. He had a 66.3 completion percentage, 4,740 yards, 38 touchdowns, six interceptions. That TD to interception ratio at 6.3, yards per attempt 8.1, QBR 82.9, AB 17, wins 14. So, 
That's really important. Uh, the wind's got to be important there. And then you had... Now, the only reason this guy wasn't the Air Player of the Year is because he's my offensive player of the year. Uh-huh. Travis Kelsey, he had better averages than Stephon Diggs, by the way. Okay. <laughs> and he's a tight end. Uh-huh. He had 11 touchdowns. He had 1,416 yards, 105 mm. receiving. And, yeah, just inside. <laughs> he played all, right. all 15 games. And the Comeback Player of the Year award. The no-brainer. Alex Smith. Yeah. I mean, okay, just listen. This man almost died. Not alone, not just almost didn't have to play football ever again. Almost was at the point where he was going to do nothing ever again. <laughs> and then he comes back and he has 66.7 completion percentage, 1,582 yards, six touchdowns, eight interceptions. I don't even care that his touchdown interception ratio is less than one. Yeah. <laughs> the ratio is less than one. I don't care. Yards per attempt, 6.3. QBR 34.7, AV1. This stats look terrible. But he came the back. fact that he did this at <laughs> all. It's better than better I thing. Do. He should be the, the the comeback player of the year award should be named after him. Yeah. It should be named the Alex Smith Comeback Player of the Year Award. Just the fact he even wanted to play football still. Yeah, I know. Alright, <laughs> and then uh, coach of the year, I'm giving this to Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Okay. I, I think I, that's that reasonable. They did more than I think was expected of them. I think we all knew they were going to win the division. I don't think any of us expected them to go 13-3. and three. Yeah. I think that's that's what surprised me. I thought they'd win the division at like 10-6, and 11-5. Like, it'd be a bad division. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But going, I think Buffalo, he took this team from, let's see, what were they last year? They were like 9, right? Nine, 8 or 9, 10-6. and six. So they were 10-6. and six. I predicted a similar season, but they, he just helped them bump it up a mm-hmm. bit. And so I think Sean McDermott deserves the coach of the year. I, but I think your candidate's pretty good, too. So Kevin you Stefanski. You yeah. can't tell me no one else deserves this. Last year, the Browns were 6-10, and 10, and this uh-huh. year they're, what, 11-5? Uh, they they just won a playoff game. Yeah, they uh-huh. won a playoff game. Yeah. The Browns yep. won a playoff I think he Kevin Stefanski. He flipped the team. I think Kevin Stefanski is a really good pick. Mm-hmm. I, think that, I think both of these guys should be good picks. So, And in the MVP, I believe it should be Aaron Rodgers. Now, here I'll lay out some stats for you. 70.7 completion percentage led the league. 4,299 mm-hmm. yards. 48 touchdowns led the league. Five interceptions. Touchdown interception ratio, 9.6. Mm-hmm. Ratio. Sorry, I keep saying ratio. <laughs> ratio. Uh, yards per tip, 8.2. QBR, 84.4, led the league. Uh, AV, 18, led the league. Wins, 13. First seed in the NFC. So, yeah. uh, I that's On the that's other side, bigger. you have Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I think that there's no clear-cut answer here. Uh-huh. I say that Rodgers did have more touchdowns and he had less interceptions, but Aaron Rodgers did play easier people throughout the year. That's true. He has a NFC is pretty bad. He's an easier division. He has I an easier division, so it's a lot that. easier for him. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I'm weighing it. But also, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think it matters to him if he wins the MVP. Yeah, so. I felt it. I think. Honestly, if this was like baseball, baseball, they give it an L and AL MVP. If there was an AFC and NFC MVP, these yeah. would be the two guys. Yeah. So I agree with Patrick Mahomes being up there. I think both these guys could be in the conversation. So mm-hmm. I think that's the main conversation there. Now, uh, let's move on to some basketball. I want to start this fun thing I found. Um, it's called GoatDebate.net. <laughs> it's a fun little thing. You just go and you fill out some basketball, who you think is the best at certain things. Yeah. There's different categories. It's actually a pretty cool website. I saw it. I found it on a KOT4Q on his third channel, where he does, I think it's, it's just called Kenny. Yeah, it's just where Kenny. It's just called Kenny, where he um, just does he does 
uh, he has a PO box and he has fans sending stuff. And his PO box, I'm like, somebody said something about their website, goatdebate.net. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna check this out and see how terrible this is. This is actually really well made. Oh yeah, this I is really insane. like this website. So it has different uh, categories. I'll run through the categories real quick, and then we'll get into them. So we have um, just the overall greatest of all time, and then we have each position: point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Right? Scoring, defense, playmaking, rebounds, blocking, steals, shooting. Ball handling, dunking, and finishing. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with finishing. Who is your greatest finisher of all time? Kobe Bryant. Okay, hundred percent. That's really good. Uh, I went Allen Iverson. I think that like nobody beats just like the like the weird like twisting ways he yeah. made himself get to the basket and just mm-hmm. and somehow win it every time. And usually <laughs> there was a foul too. So mm-hmm. like I, I give it Allen Iverson. I think honestly you could argue James Harden for that. Uh, yeah, you can argue James Harden for that. How much too. he gets fouled. Mm-hmm. So. It just gets to the gets to the rim. Um, Dunker, it's it's even it's obvious. Vince it's Vince Carter. Carter. <laughs> I don't yeah. think anybody else. I about did Gerald Green just uh-huh. for you know? Yeah, because it's Gerald Green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Vince Carter I think is the greatest dunker of all time. Ball handling. Oh, Allen Iverson for me. I went back and forth on Iverson, Irving, Iverson, Irving. I went in on Kyrie Irving, and I think I'm gonna stick with it. I um, I about did Irving too, but I was like. Iverson was pretty good. I think he was the original ball handler. So uh, you put that in, in, your, in yeah. your mind, so you know. And then shooting. This is the first one where we have the same guy. Mm-hmm. Um, get used to it because it, it, yeah, it happens like happens. the next five, including <laughs> this one. So Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. obvious. Like, it's, it's obvious. Changed basketball forever. So mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and that's just. He's not only a great three-point shooter, he's like the best free-throw shooter of all time, too. Mm-hmm. Up there with like Steve Nash is one of the best free-throw shooters. And then steals, I mean, it's... Gary Payton, the golden glove. There's a reason, yeah, I'm about to say, there's a reason they call him the glove. Like, it's, it's Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. It has to be. So, Seattle Supersonic legend there. Well, speaking of which, uh, did you see Seattle and Las Vegas are apparently are war. bidding for expansion teams? Yeah. So, which... But if one of, if one of them... If there's going to be one expansion team, there has to be two, or it throws off the whole balance of the league. That's true. So, so they'll probably both, both go. They should both go and both be in the West, and then Memphis should be in East, too. That should I, be I, how I it is. I don't think yeah. you're wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then let's talk about blocking. I mean, can you tell about the yeah. finger whack? It's iconic. Like you, I know. I love those commercials. You can't pick. Yeah, the kid tries to put cereal in the car. Yeah, he goes, no. No. It's just the greatest. <laughs> those were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, rebounding. Did anybody put the worm? Oh, like, yeah. Dennis you know, Rodman. Have you seen There's the interview where he describes like if a player was to, if Larry Bird shot the ball and it hit the right side of it, he knew exactly where it would go just yeah. based off the rotation. Yeah, like, that's insane. This there's a reason there's a 2K rebounding badge named after him. Yeah, like, th- called Worm. Legitimately worm. called Worm. <laughs> um, playmaking. John Stockton. Oh yeah, I think it's easy to say playmaking. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's John Stockton. Um, Best now, uh, point guard of all time and. Are we going to get into this <laughs> right now? You don't even have him as your... I'm looking at your thing right now. Spoiler alert. He doesn't even have John Stockton as his point guard. That. He's just trying to trigger me. <laughs> if you do not know, go back to the beginning of the pandemic. We had an episode where we did our list. I think it was like the top 20 or 25 point guards of all time. I think it was top 20 point guards of all time. And one of those... And in that list, we have a huge debate over Magic Johnson versus John Stockton. That's also the episode that where the Jason Kidd Award for player who's a lot higher than I expected yeah. came from. So, <laughs> all right, uh, the defender, Bill Russell. Okay, that's a really good one. I also I went Hakeem Elijah one. I, I almost did that I'd too. Say. So I mean, he was one of the best. I mean, he's mm-hmm. like a two or he's three. He's the leader in blocks, by the way. Yeah. 
So he's like a two or three time defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Just ridiculous. So I, I was going to do one. Uh, Bill Russell or Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. I, I don't know. I Will Chamberlain more would be better for this next one, which is scoring. Yeah, scoring. I'm giving it to Kobe Bryant. Uh, I think he scored no I matter mean, what. No matter what, and it was crazy. I mean, the guy. I mean, granted, he took all the shots, but in his <laughs> last game ever, at 37 years old, he scored 60 points. Well, I mean, he did, but was it like? It was on your jazz, so. But 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 were they really like? So like, was it like just, you know? But I mean, that's just it's just. A, <laughs> okay. So. I mean, how many other thirty-seven-year-old guys could probably? I mean, like LeBron, LeBron? will be able to when he's thirty-seven. He'll probably drop seventy. Not a lot of guys will be able to drop sixty at thirty-seven. No. So, but he did. Uh, but also, there were like those stretches in the two thousands yeah. where he would just go off. He just decided that that, that week he was going to score sixty in all four games they played. <laughs> and he would, <laughs> including uh, that time him and Kwame Brown combined for 83 points. 83 he had 81, and Kwame had two. So, <laughs> and then my right. scorer, Kevin Durant, which is another solid choice. Lank, lanky shooter, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that guy. So I think our starting five is almost all the same. Let's mm-hmm. start with point guards. I have Magic Johnson, Steph Curry, Steph Curry. Okay, I mean revolutionized the game. Mm-hmm. He's very influential. I can see where that yeah. is. Uh, I have Michael Jordan at shooting guard. Duh. LeBron at small forward, Duh. Tim Duncan at power forward, Duh. and then this is the only one that's like actually hard to choose. Yeah, and I, we both went Kareem, Kareem. but I, it's pretty hard to choose. Yeah, and so I yeah Kareem. I almost I wanted to put Shaq there, but I like, ah. went back to my list from when we did the top twenty centers to be like just to see have all the stats already laid mm-hmm. out, and I was like yeah I'm pretty sure I was right then I'm gonna say it was Kareem, mm-hmm. and then the overall go. Michael Jordan. Oh, I want to add a an, an extra category: best signature move. Euro step, Mono Ginobili. Mono Ginobili. Euro step. All right, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, one leg fade away. I think the I think the Euro step is more like uh, the dream the, shake. Those the are dream like the, shake. Those are the top ones. A dream yeah. shake. Um, but yeah, this is a fun website. I also went through and just for fun, like did like my decade starting five and all that stuff. <laughs> just like for fun, just mm-hmm. messing around with stuff. They have like a pyramid thing, like Phil Simmons pyramid, so you can do that. A tier <laughs> ranking system, like it's a pretty cool website. Pretty nice. You can use it. You can just look up players and drag them, drop them. All right, let's get back. We did a couple little fun. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get back to the nitty gritty. Um, <laughs> The Denver Nuggets and the Philadelphia 76ers played in a game in which the 76ers only were able to have seven players active. Um, wow. That is um, bad. To put this in perspective, rookies Tyrese Maxey and Isaiah Joe each played over 40 minutes oh in this game. Oof. So, um, <laughs> but basically everybody was health and safety. Also, just want to point out, Mike Scott still didn't play from a coach's decision. So, just want to point that out there. They uh, they needed warm bodies, and they were like, you know what, Mike Scott, we're just gonna leave you on the bench, man. Like, <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. I think that's, I, I bet that. it might have been that's like awesome. out, out of off of court type thing. Yeah, he got no. caught. Yeah. protocol or something. So the Nuggets. I've been joking around about how like, oh, they only beat it by twelve when they had nobody. Also, like. Jokic played like 30 minutes, like not even 30 mm-hmm. minutes. I guess I guess he did, but like how much do you think he was really trying against a team that had seven players? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and also like they came, they, at the end of the third quarter, they were up by 21. Like it was a semi-comeback in the fourth quarter. Yeah. At that point. And like, so... Tyrese Maxey played really well. Yeah, Tyrese so. Maxey had 39, yeah, 39 points and six assists, so... Parker has him on his fantasy team. Does he? 
Did he have him before this, or did he pick yeah. up after this? He had oh, him wow. before this. Wow. So we got lucky. So we got lucky, yeah. No, I once, uh, I picked up Derrick Rose the year he was on the Timberwolves. Or I traded for him right before he went off for 50. 50. Yeah, <laughs> so. Speaking about going off, though, let me uh, talk about the Bradley Beal 60-point loss that I had. Yeah, no, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I, we'll talk about that in spotlights. Uh, men's basketball, college basketball here. Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova, Texas, Iowa, Kansas, all staying the same. These are going to be your top guys. I think they're Te- the top Texas guys Texas is going to the NCAA finals. Yeah. Oh, depends. Depends really. on who they get. Who they get in the final four. Because I think Gonzaga, Gonzaga will Baylor, go. both of them beat them. Not Baylor. Gonzaga and Baylor Not beat Baylor. Texas. Not Baylor. I think, but if they pull like Iowa or Villanova or They'll KU or Michigan, I think Texas might win. Because Texas, Texas good. when Texas played us, that was they looked good. So they beat us by twenty. You yeah. by twenty, not me. Honestly, yeah, I'm a Texas fan. Okay, Texas uh, football. Michigan hops up into the top. Uh, he hops up to seven. Uh, Creighton's down to eight. Wisconsin's down to nine. Tennessee's down to ten. Big jump. Louisville went unranked and is now sixteen. So they're jumping in. <laughs> Duke went up too. <laughs> Duke went up too. Good job, Duke. Uh, Proud of you. And then Minnesota was fourteen and or was sixteen. Sorry, they're now twenty three. So not good for Minnesota. No. Um, but yeah, I think Gonzaga is pro- barring injury or COVID. Oh, sorry, I think Gonzaga is putting the NCAA tournament this year. I think they're just so they're, good. They have like five between players. Suggs, Kisper, and Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> They are the I best. I think Timmy's the best boy, honestly. I'm not going to lie. I love Timmy. Wherever Timmy. he goes, I will follow. <laughs> <laughs> he just no. has a cold, Timmy. He'll be my Tyrese Halliburton of uh, next year. I'm really <laughs> loving Tyrese Halliburton right mm-hmm. now. All right. Um, college football. Now let's transition over. Um, Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith wins the Heisman. Uh, other finalists were Alabama quarterback Mac Jones, Clemson's quarterback Trevor Lawrence, and Florida's quarterback Kyle Trask. He's the fourth wide receiver to win the Heisman. Last time it happened in 1991, Desmond Howard at Michigan. And then before that was Tim Brown in 87 at Notre Dame. That's not some good company to be with. Johnny Rogers in Nebraska in 1972. So that, hopefully he has a company. better NFL career. Yeah. These guys are more, more known as college players, but mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Also, uh, NCAA, uh, Texas fired their coach. Yeah, and I probably got it. the offensive coordinator for Oklahoma. Can't think of his name. He had a drinking problem. I can't think of his name either. But yeah, yeah. he's crazy. Yeah, so it should be fun. So yeah, um, and then MLB. Just one real quick thing. Huge trade. Um, Francisco Lindor, shortstop Francisco Lindor, and pitcher Carlos Carrasco were traded by the Indians, who I think they're changing their names. So I guess we have to call them the Cleveland baseball team or something. That's so weird. Um, but Lindor, four-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glover, two-time Silver Slugger, one-time Platinum Glove. They get traded for the Mets infielder Andres Jimenez and shortstop Ahmed Rosario, which Rosario will be good, and then also two minor league prospects. So that's just, I think, that's an interesting trade. Mm-hmm. Most interesting, like, most, like, um, double-take headline of the week that I read, NHL sells division naming rights. Oh, man. Um, so you... Uh, it's just like how NASCAR sell sponsors on their cars. The NBA teams sell the little patch. They sold the whole division because they're not getting the they're not getting the yeah, tickets, sure. the ticket sales. So um, 
It is now the Scotia NHL North Division, the Honda NHL West Division, the Discover NHL Central Division, and the Mass Mutual NHL East Division. That's so bad. So just know, after this next season, so in two in two years, the players will be wearing patches on their jerseys. It's like last year, like Scotia North Division champions, like, like patches. It's gonna be so ugly. So bad. I, I hate it. All right. Uh, I have a few trade ideas. So I oh. came up with a few this weekend, um, mainly from listening to the Through the Wire podcast. Mm-hmm. I either come up with these listening to Through the Wire or Bill Simmons or Ryder Silla's podcast. So, first one. This is the. Mm-hmm. I would say this is. I don't know. They're both kind of ambitious, but. Yeah. I think they could both work easily. Um, Boston and Houston. Houston gets Jalen Brown, Romeo Langford, an unprotected first round pick in 2023, a first round pick swap worst in 2022. An unprotected first pick in 2021 and a 2023 second round pick. Boston gets James Harden in a 2020 first round pick swap best. So they'll get Boston gets James Harden in the worst of I their like two. It, but this would never happen. <laughs> yeah, because I like it. Brown's too good. I like. Yeah, I know. I was, I was wondering. But um, the other thing here. So Rockets starting five for trade. Just think about this lineup: John Wall, Eric Gordon, Jalen Brown, Christian Wood, Demarcus Cousins. Yeah. And then the Celtics starting five, Kimball Walker. Um, oh, crap, I forgot about the big. That's why I was like, why are Yeah, I was like, what's yeah, wrong him? So, yeah, Kimball Walker. They wouldn't start him, by the way. They would just trade him. Again? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, you couldn't do that for, like, 30 days, I think. Uh, Kimball Walker, James Harden, Jason Tatum, Tristan Thompson, and Daniel Tice. Or maybe even have Thompson come off the bench, have Tatum play power forward, Harden, and then Harden and Smart play the wings. So mm-hmm. any of that's possible. And then the other trade is Chicago and Philadelphia. Chicago gets Danny Green, Matisse Thibel, and Shake Milton, and then two unprinted first-round picks, one in 2021, one in 2024. And just because of the stipend rule, I couldn't give them more picks, but I would have. Yeah. And then Philadelphia gets Zach Levine, which I think this is what you – I think Zach Levine's time in Chicago is done. I think it's he time for them to move on. He had 46 the other night. Yeah, but I think it's just overall time to move on. Yeah. And a good – I think if you uh, the way to do this is to trade for a good young guard in Matisse Thybul, a good a decent young player in Shake Milton, and then some draft capital. It's honestly surprising. Danny Green's really great. only there for to fill the, the yeah, cap. Yeah. So, uh, Danny Green, this would be the third time he'd be traded this year. Oh, that'd be so bad. He went from the Lakers to the Thunder, Thunder to the Sixers, and this would be him going to the Sixers to the Bulls. That'd be so bad. Uh, the Bulls starting five for the trade would be Kobe White, Matisse Thybul, Otto Porter Jr., Laurie Marker, and Wendell Carter. Or instead of on a port, I guess you can start Patrick Williams, but I forgot he existed when I made this. So. <laughs> and then Sixers starting five, of course, would be Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Zach Levine, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid. So hmm. those are my trade ideas. What do you think? Uh, the Harden one would never happen. Okay. This one's realistic. I think it's a good idea, but I don't think he would mesh well. Zach Levine wouldn't mesh well. So I don't think he really would. I think, I think he brings he the would. scoring that you really need, like, and he could shoot. That's true. He, he was shoot. in the three-point contest last year. He could shoot. He could shoot. You, you have Curry and Levine who can shoot, and then now, and Tobias Harris, and now Embiid doesn't have to worry about shooting. He can just be in the post like he likes to. That's true. And Ben Simmons can just dish the ball and play defense. That's true. So I think it would work really well. Uh, on this day in sports history, January 11th has been a really big day. So, um... Happy birthday to Chocolate Thunder, Daryl Dawkins. <laughs> uh, he's turning 64 today. That's a big deal. <laughs> That's a big deal. <laughs> Happy birthday, Chocolate Thunder. So, Thunder. Uh, let's move on to our... Pick them. Pick them. Oh. Which. All right. All right. Um, I just realized I forgot to 
set in the NFL. I've last week's <laughs> NFL stuff. Oh, we're good. So, and then I'll just let's uh, see. There's two games each. Yeah. And I'll I'll fill in the rest later. But it's like uh, it's Chiefs and uh, Browns. Yeah, I gotta find the. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So it's okay. Chiefs and Browns. Chiefs and Browns. Uh, Bills and. Uh, yeah, I'll fix it later. Uh, Bills and who else? Um, who won? Who else won? Uh, Ravens. Ravens, yeah. That's right. Bills and Ravens. Bills and Ravens. And then the NFC is um, Rams and Bucks. Rams, Bucks. No. No, it can't be. It's it's Rams and because it, New Orleans and Bucks are playing. It's New Orleans and Bucks. It's the it's Packers, Packers and Rams. Rams okay. Packers, Rams, and then New Orleans and Bucks, and then Saints, Bucks. Yeah. And then um, standings right now. Uh, after last week, you're beating by eight right now, mainly because you dominated the NFL so far this year. You've won two so thirds of NFL it. picks. I'm so good. So, I've beat you at like every other category except for we're tied in baseball and soccer. But Which I know nothing about baseball. So or it's the, kind of funny. or soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a brief idea about it. Yeah. All right. So last week we had the I picked I picked the Nets. You picked the Jazz. I was right. You picked yeah. the Clippers. I picked the Warriors. You were right. And then. We both picked Texas. You kind of just baited me on that Nets Jazz. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Don't even know that. I know. I'm really <laughs> trying to get points here. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we'll bring the Nuggets back and maybe we can revenge, or the Nets mm-hmm. back, maybe mm-hmm. we can revenge. All right, so first game tonight: College Football National Championship, Ohio State, Alabama. And I'm going to Ohio State. Uh, I, was like, I was about to say that too. I think it's time Ohio State. Gets I think it's one. Ohio State, and I think I just think I think Justin Fields is the better quarterback. The too. better quarterback, I think. I think this comes down this to this team is really good. I think Ohio State's defense is really good. Mm-hmm. Alabama is also in their own right, but I don't think this Alabama defense is as good as some other Alabama mm-hmm. defenses. And you really Justin Fields was tearing it up too yes. against uh, Clemson, and yeah. Clemson doesn't have a bad defense either. Yeah, so, so there's that. And then uh, tomorrow night we have the five and five Nuggets against the five and oh, six next. Nets. Give me the Nuggets. Ooh. Nah, actually, you know what? I can't do nope. it. I can't be too risky. Yeah. can't be too risky. Yeah. I'll try to get some of this. Uh, Pacers, 6-3 and three against Trailblazers. I got the Pacers. I think I'm going to go with the Blazers. Yeah, Blazers. Give me Dame Lillard. Demontis Sabanis has been doing good. <laughs> Sabanis. <laughs> Sabanos. All right. Now, all right, you beat me. It came to tiebreakers in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Your score was closer to the low score that they had. Uh, you beat me outright in the NFC because mm-hmm. the football team did an upset like yeah. I wanted to. So, uh, I'm going Chiefs-Browns. I'm going to go Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And then... Are you going Chiefs? Yeah, I'm going Chiefs. Yeah. I figured. Uh, Bills, <laughs> Is that a question? Bills-Ravens. I'm mean, going Bills. Oh, Bills. Okay, yeah. So. I think the Bills, honestly, are mm-hmm. scarier than the... Uh, Let's go Bills-Ravens. We'll do them for the... I think that'll be a closer okay. game. So, we'll do them for the tiebreaker yeah. score. I'll go... I'm saying big money here. I, I know what I'm thinking. I'm going 24 to 20. I'm going 31-24. 31-24. Okay, so yeah, I'm going 24-20, Bills. And then Packers-Rams. Give me the Packers. Nobody's beat... The Rams definitely are going to beat them in yeah. Lambeau on, in January, in the yeah. middle of January. Saints-Buccaneers. I think there's a reason the Saints have already beat them twice this year. I'm going, I'm going Bucks. I'm going Buccaneers. Playoff Tom. All right, and then there there can't be a tie in this, but for fun, let's just pick the Saints Buccaneers score. Give me thirty. No, give me like yeah, I'll go thirty-one. I'm man wars. You actually know what? I'll give, give it to me. Thirty-five, Oof. thirty-one. High really? scoring contest. High I, scoring I'm group. I'm saying more of like seventeen to fourteen. 
14. All right, so we're going opposite ends of that. I mean, we can't tie on this, so it's yeah. not going to matter. We can't tie I on think this. It's we will tie on this one. So it's, this comes down to who's closer on the Bills game. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, and then those, each the AFC and the NFC will be worth three points. And then next week, we'll just put the two championship games in our regular pickup and yeah. call it that. So, yeah, I really need to come back here to get some NFL picks <laughs> here so that I can. I'm doubling you. Hopefully win. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, the fact that you are beating me by 15 in the NFL, but I'm still only down by 8, is pretty cool. So uh, well, It's crazy, though, how that works out, though, because I'm only behind you by, like, 1 in most everything. Yeah, I know. I just I, I have 4 more than you in college football. And that's the highest one. Everything else yeah, is just 1. Yeah, that's why I have 1, and I'm just <laughs> barely pulling it away. So it's college, fo- college football is what's keeping me. <laughs> it's keeping you afloat. All right, uh, let's do our pickup here. Uh this will be this will be a decently long podcast. We're about forty five minutes into it. Uh, my spotlights, sorry. Um, Anthony Davis last night. The Rockets had a great game. Um, Christian Woods said uh, that he was going to mark the games against Anthony Davis on his calendar, and then, and then Anthony Davis came out, scored twenty seven points, had four rebounds and three blocks, and he shot extremely well. Nine for twelve from the field, nine for ten from free throw. So he put up twenty two shots, and eighteen of them went in. Yeah, like it was very efficient overall. So and then Bradley Beal, because you're crazy. Yeah, shout out, shout out to my uh, boy Brad Beal. Uh-huh. Really doing it for me lately. He had a 60 point loss that got me 55 points in fantasy. He's averaging like 30 points a game in fantasy, which if you don't know, that's like in in our league, that's really good. Yeah. That's really good. In some leagues, their fantasy numbers are ridiculous. And people yeah, no, he's actually averaging. Uh, that's his actual average. Isn't 35 it? points a game. Yeah. Yeah, 35 points a game. Yeah, capitalized <laughs> points is actual points, and the lower the capital P yeah. and lowercase T S is fantasy. Twenty-eight. So, Twenty-eight average. Yeah. Also, I mean, Jimmy Grant is a monster. I don't know if you yeah. know this or not. Absolutely insane for me. So. Yep. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Who are you? You're Stay away three and Yeah. You're you and I are two of the three three and teams, and Hayden, who would have won our finals last year had it not gotten canceled. So. True. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I got logged out of my account last year, so that's where I forgot about that. So yeah. I couldn't play. All right, well, I mean, that's about it. Make sure to check out True Blue um, on all major podcast platforms. Um, platforms definitely go back and listen to that point guard episode. It's one of our best debates ever. Just angry yelling. We both um, came with good stats, though. Yeah, I think the stats were pretty nice. I what was the one like before that we had had a debate that you weren't prepared for. And then that was the one where you're like, I'm coming prepared. I know. Christian <laughs> McCaffrey. The McCaffrey, Derek Henry, you were prepared for. It. And you were like, Yo, I'm going to. I'm, I'm coming gonna prepared. I said, Jason, I have stats. <laughs> yeah. So uh, make sure to check that out. Check out the comment online, as always. Uh, Mount Goatmore stories up there uh, with the NBA season. It's a fun little thing. Us, uh, Xander, myself, uh, Trey Dillo, Drayton Cleveland, Parker Henson, who are all other writers on the, the comment online staff. And Parker, you've heard on the podcast before if you've listened for a while. Um, so they all oh Drayton's been on the podcast too oh, yeah. but they all um, also wrote their Mount Goat Boy which was our four top players mm-hmm. and it's a pretty interesting read so go check that out like I said we'll have Ralph Miller coverage here in a couple weeks when mm-hmm. that starts so keep your on the website and we'll see you guys later